I consider networking, or as I like to think of it, relationship building, to be a critical aspect in both career development and life. And I make sure to do it not just when I'm looking for help, but all the time. It's a consistent part of my own professional practice. I want to share six emails you can send this week to help you reconnect and nurture relationships from your past without feeling awkward or pushy. Welcome back to Reimagining Ambition. Your relationship to work and your career have changed over the last few years, and that means the same old career advice just won't do. I'm Jen Walker-Wall, career strategist, resume writer, and founder of Work Wonders Careers. If you're looking to ditch overthinking and hustle culture and pursue work and life in alignment with your values and priorities, you're in the right place. Welcome to Reimagining Ambition. Welcome back to Reimagining Ambition, friends. I'm your host, Jen Walker-Wall, and I'm here today to talk about emails, but mostly I'm here to remind you about the importance of relationships. It's true that most of our clients generate interviews by applying cold online, but by no means do I think that you should be neglecting your professional network. The truth is, jobs are always temporary but relationships have the potential to be long-standing in your career, jobs or organizations. That stuff will come and go, but what will remain, if you prioritize it, are the people around you. People who are invited to consider networking as a career development strategy or just part of a professional practice often struggle with the how, like how do I make this happen? One of my favorite ways to start practicing relationship building in our professional lives and taking that and making it a priority is to start small, is to start where you are. Y'all know I love to just make things as easy as possible. And for me and for many of our clients, that looks like looking at who is already around us or who has been around us since we've started our time working. So what I want to offer today are six types of emails that you can send to help you be proactive, to help you reach out, to stay in touch with people when you've both moved on and maybe you're in different jobs and life has taken you in different paths and you know time is not something you, either of you have a lot of. Even if the relationship turns into something more distant as a result of where work and life have taken you and the people that you've worked with previously, there are lots of ways to stay engaged, to keep those people sort of active, if you will, in your own professional landscape. So let me talk about some of these emails. My favorite email, the easiest email to send is the friendly hello. A lot of times people think they need to go out of their way, organize some kind of in-person elaborate meetup and catch up session, or they feel like they need to ask for help, but it's okay to not lead with your request or to try and organize some time-consuming, difficult-to-schedule meetup. A, a simple email where you are saying hello and checking in on the people that you've worked with or have known previously can go a really long way. This is probably the most frequent type of email that I send. I like to get in the habit of doing these quarterly or monthly. Sometimes I've, you know, I, I'm a little less consistent and I have to catch up periodically throughout the year. But if you think you're going to need references 
or if you're a small business owner like me and you think you're going to need referrals or you're going to want to do partnerships or you want to have conversations and expand your network or you know gain perspective have a conversation your initial outreach doesn't have to be a list of things that you're asking for it can just be an opportunity to let someone know that you're thinking of them that they've been top of mind and that you'd love to reconnect a great way to stay in touch with former colleagues is to share a job posting that looks great for them. So I think of this as this is not an ask at all. This is in fact an offer. So whether your friends and colleagues are looking for jobs or not, if you see something and it doesn't even have to be a job, it could be an event, it could be a course, you know, it could be even just someone in your network sharing that resource with them via email. Like, hey, I saw this event and it looked right up your alley. Hope you're well. You know, that can be what it takes. You can do that once or twice a year and maintain that connection and be able to nurture it and leverage it going forward. It shows that you're thinking of people. It shows that you are committed to staying in touch. It shows that you're committed to their growth and development as well. And that goodwill can go a long way in the long term. Another email I have to send more frequently than I'd like to admit is a follow-up. Do you owe someone something? Did someone want to talk to you, you know, or reconnect during a period in your life where it was really difficult to do so? And can you reconnect with that person somehow? Sometimes I owe people things or I said I would follow up on something or I kicked the can, you know, down the line and it's time for me to circle back, right? So a follow-up email can be really helpful. A follow-up email can also look like a recap of the last time that you met and what you've been thinking of or up to since then. Sometimes people feel like it's been too long, it's too awkward, but I, I don't think there's any time period where it's it's not appropriate to follow up if you said you would or you wanted to at some point. And if you need to acknowledge how much time has passed, I think that's fine to do briefly, but focus on offering what you can to that person at this point in time. What I will often do, and I think this probably is a practice best for small business owners, uh, but what I do is before I go on vacation, you know, I take time off periodically throughout the year, I try to save one of those last days in my calendar to do this follow-up work because what I don't want is to like have things hanging over my head (laughs) that I shoulda, woulda, coulda done before I took my time off. So I try to kind of clear the deck, if you will, of, of conversations I said I'd have or things I said I'd think about for people and, and get, you know, get back to them periodically. If I had a job, I might try to do this a Friday morning, a quarter or something, just set aside time to focus on people. You know, we're always very focused on getting work done, but something that's been really important to me in my career is focusing on the people around me. That has paid off in many ways, not just like professionally, beyond what any one of these jobs could really do for me. So I really want to encourage you to think about the people, think about the relationships that are possible, the connections that are possible, the learning and the synergy that's possible, and put aside whatever fears you might have about maybe (laughs) disappearing for a while or being unable to meet their request and just follow up, check back in. The opposite of a follow-up is this next email, and that is a nudge. So this is when something is due to us, right? When something is maybe owed to us. I'm using owed like very generously here. 
there, there's going to be times when people in your network don't have the capacity to help you. And if you just look at what's happened in the last few years, right? Like people have been home with their kids and working. People have been navigating all kinds of like health issues and childcare stuff. So like not everyone's going to have the capacity to help you. I don't think that that should prevent you from asking and inquiring. Sometimes people will surprise you or sometimes they'll just want to make it a priority. But sometimes they'll need to, you know, ask to reconnect further on down the line or maybe uh, maybe you'll want to check back in with someone you never heard back from. So I like to call, you know, these emails the nudge. It's the circle back time. Uh, it's we reiterate our requests. I don't send these indefinitely. But sometimes I will send one or two before just assuming someone else is just not in the place to respond or be helpful. It is okay to check in with people who've either implied that they would help you, said that they would help help you, that you hope would be helpful to you, and you know move that request to the top of their inbox if possible. Like I said, I don't think doing it indefinitely is going to necessarily get you better results, but you just don't know what other people are going through. And I see a lot of clients assume that this reflects poorly on them. Maybe it reflects poorly on their performance, but I don't think I've really ever seen an instance where I think that's the case. What I see happening more frequently is that people just get overwhelmed with life and, you know, have a hard time engaging in, in this part of their life and their career. They're just doing their best to keep things going. And I think we can all relate to that. So I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Another email that I think is worth sending is a thank you email. You could reach out to someone from your past, maybe a professor or one of your earliest supervisors or a former manager, and reach out to someone to let them know how much they've helped you. Maybe an experience working with them or for them really shaped how you're showing up at work now. And maybe in the short term, you did thank them when you left and you parted ways and you moved on, but I don't think it hurts to just say it again. And this time with the perspective of being further along in your career and probably better understanding how instrumental those earlier experiences were in shaping who you are today. So I love uh, a thank you that is immediate and prompt when it's appropriate, of course, but I also love a thank you when you have a lot more gratitude, right? You have a lot more perspective on the situation. You know, I when I wrap up with clients, people are always so sweet and send very nice notes. And I love that. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. It, you know, it makes me feel good. But there's also these emails that come in sometimes when a client moves on to their next job. And I worked with them like two or three years ago and they're they're ready to move on. They're able to say like, this was so much easier. I knew what I was doing or my materials were ready to go. And I just wanted to let you know, like I'm continuing to move on and grow. Those are, it's a different kind of email, you know? It really is, it's substantively so different. And to know that people are moving on with their life and career, but still thinking of you and what, what they learned with you, I think is just really powerful and very affirming. So I love a, a thoughtful thank you email. Another email, that I think could be helpful, especially you know right now with everything that's going on, is an offer to help, an offer to be useful. Maybe you see someone in your network looking for a new job. Maybe you see them looking for volunteers for an event or something that's coming up in your field. I can't tell you how valuable it is and how far it will go in your relationships with others to be expressing interest and support for other people's goals and projects. 
your willingness to help to even acknowledge and see because sometimes you post on linkedin and like it's like crickets you know your willingness to see other people and acknowledge their work and their their interest and their effort and their strengths goes a long way towards building trust and facilitating what I would consider to be like a healthy and ideal professional relationship. Your job is probably never going to tell you relationships are important. They might stress the importance of like cross-functional relationships and relationships within the organization. But remember, jobs and organizations are temporary, but relationships have staying power. You will have your job for two years, three years, four years, but you will have your former colleagues and managers much longer than that, right? Quick story. The last boss I had uh, for the last job that I had full time before I took the leap, it was it was a it was a very like paperwork heavy environment, which sounds kind of silly to say, but there was it was just like extremely bureaucratic and also like the technology was like not good, so we were doing like just a lot. When I say paperwork, I mean it. Like it was there were forms I had to fill out that were in triplicate, which I hadn't seen in like 10 or 15 years. And I was always behind on my paperwork. And mostly it was just because I was constantly annoyed that I had to do it at all. But but the truth is that the other part of my job was supporting people in their career. So I would, on any given day, be hearing terrible stories about people's work experience. I'd have people crying in my office. I'd have people really worried about their job continuity and security. And so I just decided that tending to those people was more important than filling out all my paperwork on time. So I used to just say all the time, people over paperwork, I'm not encouraging you to be insubordinate. Uh, it worked for me because I had a, I already had a business on the side. That's the best time to be insubordinate is when you have another way to earn a living. But that is just a core value of mine. It's, it's so important to me that we don't just do our job, but that we tend to one another. That is also part of career growth and career alignment and career satisfaction. I think the reason people treat this as an afterthought is because our jobs are so consuming. And I really want to encourage you where you see opportunities and where you're feeling brave to like push back on the grind and really focus on the people around you now, the people who've been around you previously, the people who've been instrumental in either supporting you in tough times or giving you leadership opportunities or seeing you and what you have to offer when other people didn't, and making the time to connect and reconnect with those people, to serve those people and support those people, to show up for those people, and to create opportunities for them to do the same. If you are a Work Wonders Collective member, you can take a look at Work Words, which is our digital resource. I was actually, I'm so proud of Work Words. It's, if I had to like distill all of my work into like a Cliff Notes version, it would be Work Words. It has 250 customizable templates designed to help you initiate and maintain relationships, share your value and goals, and move your career forward. So there are some done for you email templates that you can tailor for your goals and needs. And of course, if you're in our community, you can let us know if you need help with a specific circumstance, a specific kind of email you'd like to send, and we would be happy to help you over there. I would love to hear which of these emails you will be sending this week. 
So send me a DM on Instagram, find me on LinkedIn, let me know, I would love to hear. And above all else, I really hope that this episode serves as a reminder to check in on the people who matter. Make relationships the point and networking will be so much easier for you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Reimagining Ambition. While you're here, please hit subscribe or follow and make sure you always get our latest episodes. And if you'd like endless gratitude from yours truly, please consider leaving a review. It really helps our podcast attract new listeners. If you're looking for a hands-on career, job search, and resume support, well, that's what we do best. Come on over to workwonderscareers.com and learn how we help mission-driven professionals like you make career moves that matter.